Well, welcome back to Three Part Par. My name is Mike Caridi. I am your host. It is episode number 21. For those of you that know me, you know 21 is my lucky number. So it was probably an episode that I should have remembered I was coming up to and did not until about 30 seconds ago. Uh, this week, we've got another returning guest. And what, I'll give it away, what she doesn't know is I didn't get, I, there's nobody that's had more, not, I won't call it fan mail, but I didn't have anyone that I've interviewed this year that's had more responses come from the general public about how much they enjoyed the podcast, um, including um, Will K, who stands in every now and then to help out, actually emailed me and said, I think I've lost my spot as the as the person you're going to be um, knocking on the door off to fill in when required because she was really, really, really good. Um, and that was Olivia Klein. Welcome again. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I didn't oh. know that. I didn't know that I was the fan favourite. You were the fan favourite. And not only the fan favourite, you were the most downloaded episode of the year by miles, but you just got pipped in the last month. The episode from uh, King Island uh, that went past you, which with all due respect to the boys down at King Island, it was the worst sounding episode because I was using very different microphones. But yeah, I think that was that was a, it was the shortest one. Maybe that's what got downloaded more. But no, definitely the, um, one of the biggest hits of the year you were. So well done. Oh, thank you. Well, it's all right. I'll just um, outpass the King Island boys because you're back with me in Melbourne. That's it. So number two for Liv. She's back on track. That's it. You're back again. Back again to knock them over. Um, and last time we had you on, one of the reasons we had you on was, was because we were talking to you about your three-peat of your club championships. And one of the reasons you're back is because you went and won a fourth straight club championships. Yeah, I did. I did. So, yeah, I came on last time to talk about Ryder Car, yes. three-peats. Um, and then, yeah, four weeks after we launched the first podcast episode um yeah i went on to win my fourth club championships in a row which is pretty amazing i was messaging you i was watching the scores the whole way through i was messaging you a couple of times saying good luck but i literally was logging into my score just to check and i wasn't telling you because i didn't want to <laughs> make you know i mean i'm sure there are other people checking i but, had um, no idea that was a thing so if you played other golf courses, you can log into everyone's My Club. I didn't know this was a thing until two weeks ago. Yeah. So when you said, "Oh, you know, great round this week," I was like, "How does he know that I'm <laughs> good, bad, ugly?" That's it. You can see got everything. Yeah, I've got a couple of obviously a couple of people that I know that are um, members there. That I think at least um, one of my mates from work, Kelly, her partner Jack, plays there. I know Jack was playing, and he was disappointed in his, in his, his um, event. But um, yeah, a few other people were mentioning that you were going pretty well, which was good to hear. But it was easy to yeah, it was very easy to keep up with it all, which is makes life easy these days. Yeah, that's good. I didn't start off well, but no, I was glad to <laughs> glad to somewhat bring some form back in the the last few rounds. So tell us how how does the format work, and and yeah, give us the run, give us the yeah. Run so it's a two round match play. Um, sorry, stroke play. So start off um one weekend stroke play, second weekend stroke play. Um, this year was a bit interesting, so we actually had to play Saturday, Sunday for our um, stroke play. Um, I'd just come back from eating pasta and ice cream and all sorts and not play golf for four weeks. So I was definitely running on not much practice or form, but yep. um, had one week before the, um, the before the stroke play started. So, um, yeah, it didn't start off very well. I wasn't actually the leading qualifier, so I finished second in the stroke play. Yep. Um, so I was a bit behind then, but then um, played really well in the 
match play in the semi-final, I won six and five. So that was over and done with very, very quickly yeah, in some that's pretty good. awful weather. Yeah. Um, and then the final came around and, yeah, I just knew what I had to do. I just had to go out and make lots and lots of pars, a few birdies, nothing too interesting. Yep. Um, and I was four up through the turn and got to six up. Uh, the girl I played with, Gracie Larson, she's an up-and-coming um, jet. She's uh, going to Kent State University next year, okay. so she's off to college, which is great, Divi 1 school. Um, I actually proposed her into the club, so it was a bit of a a master and apprentice yeah. setup. <laughs> if I could call myself the master. But, That's um, it. If, yeah. you got, if it got tight down the stretch, were you going to remind her of why she is why she is, and maybe you're going gonna... to? It did. It did get tight <laughs> down the stretch, and I remember walking off the um that the last hole, and I said like, "You wouldn't be here without me." And I was looking <laughs> at my caddy, and I said to her, "I wouldn't be here without you." So it was kind of that momentum shift between all of us. But yeah. um, yeah, ended up winning two and one, which was a bit tighter than expected in the end. But um, it was good to see that she played a little bit of a good golf coming in as well. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And mm-hmm. were you nervous? Like, I know we've talked about being nervous before, but like, obviously, thinking down the stretch, did you think about this could be four? Yeah, there was a couple of times. I think through nine, through 18 holes, I was feeling pretty confident. I was like, okay, we're staring down four in a row. This is pretty cool. Um, but then you start thinking about your speech, you know, when yeah. you get six up, you know. And you've got 12 holes to go. I'm six up. You know, what am I going to say? How am I going to explain this? Like, this is a pretty amazing achievement. And then reality comes back and hits you and she starts making a couple of birdies and you're not doing too well. Um, But I had a really, really good caddy. My proposer actually caddied for me, um, Dale Marshall, which was um, an amazing experience and and a great thing that I was able to share share that experience with her. She's a club champion herself of eight times. So... I had experience on my bag and she just said, you need to just stay in the moment right now. We just need to get back to making some pars. So yeah. started doing that again and then, yeah, won, won comfortably in the end. It was nerve-wracking at, at times, but I think I always had in my head, this is mine to win. I just need to gather my thoughts and play smart. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that's the key, isn't it? Just stay composed and, um, yeah, especially when yeah, you're that sort of late. Yeah, I've done it before. Yes, that's that's the key. It doesn't matter what you're doing. We talk, I talk about this at work a little bit because conveniently, being a mad golfer, I can relate all that stuff back to work. So when I'm talking to my team and talking about being nervous speaking in front of people or speaking to customers, in golf, you know, you have to understand even professionals are getting nervous is about embracing the nerves and they have to listen to me crap on about golf at work even. So, mm. yeah, they're pretty used to it. But, yeah, that's exactly it. I mean, for you having done it before, just remembering that you've done it before and, and giving yourself that confidence and calming yourself down will be very much key down the stretch. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's the thing that you do at work every day, right? Especially in, in, in your role in sales. Um, you just got to make sure that you stay composed and um, trust what you know. I think my, that's the thing My boss well. would disagree with you. She thinks I do nothing um, <laughs> and she continually tells me that you're way too comfortable in your job and I'm like, thanks. I don't know if that's good or bad. Uh, <laughs> She says it with love. I'm sure she says it with love. Um, yeah, it's good. Um, the other thing that's changed for you in the last little bit is you've taken on a new role. So you've taken on a role with the board of Amputee Golf. Tell us a little yeah, bit about that. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm still at Commonwealth. I'm still the um, uh, membership and guest service manager there. Um, I've just taken on an opportunity to work um, within a, a board role. So I've just taken on the responsibility of being the secretary of Amputee Golf Victoria. So providing opportunities for individuals that have had limb loss so 
and given the opportunity to play golf, um, experience something in the outdoors, something that they can just stop and enjoy um, and probably look towards their life and something they can look forward to and maybe become very, very good at. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've taken on that responsibility, which is, which is a big thing. Um, I feel very honored and I wouldn't be in this position without Mike Rolls, um, who we all know is um, our W amputee living in Victoria, who um, was diagnosed with um, meningococcal when he was 18 years of age on a a footy trip down to Hobart. Um, I owe my, um, yeah, everything to him. I wouldn't be given this opportunity without him. So it's a, it's a great, great place to be. Um, he's young. It's a great one to learn off. And then also Sean Backer, who has also a, also been a previous general manager at a few golf clubs in Melbourne. So mm-hmm. backed by a few good people there and look forward to the opportunity to provide more support to, to people like them. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I think it's just amazing when someone like yourself finds the time to do this sort of stuff, you know. Um, giving back to a game you love and helping people enjoy it. It's, there's nothing bad with that at all. Yeah, no, I'm in a position to do so. So um, I'm, I'm definitely supported by my current, current role um, and um, company at Commonwealth. So they said just take it on and, yeah, fair enough. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Yep. If there's anything that we can do to help, then they're willing to do so as well. Yeah, that's really good. Another thing we talked about before you or before we started recording was you've got a very big day tomorrow. Mm. Tell us about yeah. tell us about tomorrow, but, but before you start, it's going to be a beautiful day in Melbourne tomorrow, and it does involve live playing golf. So don't feel too bad for her, but please run us through what you're doing tomorrow. Yeah, well, considering I only played nine holes on Saturday, because the weather was awful. Mm. I did say to my playing partners, I am playing on Monday, so don't feel too bad. I'm I'm happy to just walk in after nine holes, considering my bag was completely saturated. Um, but tomorrow is the Robert Allenby Golf Day for um, a charity called uh, Challenge Kids with Cancer. So um, most people will know that my sister has been diagnosed with a brain tumour. So when she was of seven years of age, we were dealt that news. Um, what people probably don't understand is that my family has actually been involved with Challenge for many years before that. So my parents used to attend the gala day pretty much every year since it started. So it's 31 years old. Um, My parents used to go with um, some family friends of ours who was on the board at the time. Uh, When my sister got sick, my parents went for one year after that and saw my sister and me on the wall at some camp that we'd been to um, through their support. And after that, my parents said, no, we can't do this anymore. We've just got to deal with the fact that Charlie's sick and we we need to support us right now. Um, then when Charlie and I turned 18 years of age, I decided to give back with my golfing side of it. I used to be on one of the par threes. I used to be on one of the nearest the pins. Oh, yeah. I was around some pretty strong companies such as Robert, um, Jared in his time, Stuart Apple used to come past and also yeah. Mike Clayton. Yep. So I was around some pretty big hitters, but I tried my best to raise a lot of money, hit some balls nice and close. But um, the last few years I've been invited to just play, which has been lovely, and Charlie and I have been attending. But tomorrow is the first night that all my family will be attending it. So we're back all together as one big family um, to to celebrate 31 years with with Challenge. Um, Rob won't be there unfortunately tomorrow night, but um, I think there's probably about 700 people attending at Crown 
which is amazing. It's amazing. Double at Yarra Yarra um, and then into dinner at Palladium. So it's a big evening, a um, lot of emotions run through the night. Um, it's, it's, it's a very sombre affair at parts, um, especially with a lot of videos of a lot of sick kids that haven't made it through the year, but um, we do our best to raise as much money as we can. There's famously always a trip to Augusta, Elliston, uh, one always up to the final of Queensland, and usually one recent one that's been happening is usually to the F1 over in Europe. So Ooh, that's good. some big auction items that are going up tomorrow, including Commonwealth as well, putting up a round of four. So, yeah, there's a lot happening. Um, but, yeah, looking forward to the day, looking forward to sharing it with family. Yeah, and it's a good charity. And anyone who's listening that does want to donate, um, it's challenge.org.au forward slash donation. Uh, you can go there and donate. And when Liv and I play Mike versus the Mug this week, I can guarantee that will be the charity that I will be donating to later this week, um, which is good. I love right. giving your money away to charity. Good charities. Definitely. Um, yeah, you've been very busy, no doubt about it. It's been a – well, when was it? It was a Ryder Cup, so it must have been September, late September yeah. when you came back. That's yeah, end of September six, I came six, back. Six, eight weeks. Yeah, it's been a busy few weeks for you. Hmm. Now, last time you were here, we played Mike versus oh, – sorry, we played Mike versus Mike, but we also played the Lucky Sevens, which is I asked you seven questions about your golf. Yeah. Because you're a returning person, I can't do the same questions because that would be very boring. So while I was watching the golf today, I came up with seven new questions just for oh, you. Oh, great. The ones I, I don't know because I was like yes. researching ones. Correct. No, you, you don't know any of these. And I don't know if we talked about the first one um, before, but I'll ask you again. So the first question is, who got you into golf? Oh, I would say my grandpa, my grandpa, Billy. He's a member at Peninsula. Yes. Um, I do remember being left-handed, so I actually do right left-handed and do most things um, with my left hand, but I do play golf right-handed. And I I do remember having a plastic club in my hand trying to bash it around left-handed, and Grandpa used to pick me up and switch me around and go, you can't be <laughs> left-handed. So that's probably my earliest memory and yeah, the person who got me into golf. It's um, it's funny you say that because I was watching the golf today and watching Joaquin Neiman, who who won the Aussie Open today. He's must be the same because he was signing mm. autographs with his left hand. Yeah, and I was like, he's I left handed. Is he? Patrick's the same too. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, he does weird like left handed thing before he dresses the ball. Yeah, it's like oh, I reckon you're left handed. Have you, have you ever tried putting? This is not one of the questions. Have you ever tried putting like left hand low or anything like that? That's been a bit different, or no? No, but I reckon there'll be a time where I'll get the yips or something and I'll have to revert to my left. <laughs> we all, mate, if, if we ever play golf together and you see me part, you, anything that goes on after that, you're laughing. It's, um, no, I part, it's a good chance. I part with a claw grip, which is yep. weird enough, but I have quite an open stance, all my side saddle. So I call myself oh. a side saddle claw grip putter. Interesting. So, yeah. Anyone that sees it, anyone. Wind, if then, I, it, you won't move. It's ridiculous. When I play with people, it normally takes people that I don't know, normally by about third hole, then they're comfortable to say, How long have you putted like that for? I'm like, Oh, yep, third hole. That's it. Uh, about 10 years. Oh, really? Why? Oh, then I've got to go through the story. It's not a really good story, but it's just funny. It's for sure. Yeah. Second question relates to putting as well mallet or blade putter? Mallet. Mallet? How long? Always? Well, I was, I was very lucky. I was sponsored by Tideless, so I had the opportunity to part with a lot of Scotty Camerons in my nice. time. 
Yeah. Again, not a lot of sympathy coming from the listeners there, Liv. No, I know. But I did get given a few um, blades and a few different putters in my time, and I always reverted to my 16-year-old chore-earning putter, what I call it. So it's a black Golo 5, which I think is probably worth a lot of money now. Yeah. Um, But it was pretty much my pocket money that got me that putter. And I used to always rock up to getting fitted with new clubs, and they're like, you want to get rid of it yet? I'm like, no, I love my putter. (laughs) And I haven't changed it since. Oh, that's good. I've I've tried to use. I'm a mallet putter. I've tried to use the blades. Um, I have a really nice putter in the cupboard from Tiger's Heyday. I have a um, Scotty Cameron Studio Stainless Newport Two, same oh, one he wow. used when he wanted to make it, and it literally is just rusting. Like because it's not oh. doesn't doesn't. Like, I try to take it out and use it. It's just like I can't. The weight doesn't feel right. Nothing feels right. I could well, never ever sell flimsy, it. Yeah, I find. I agree. I'm with you. I'm currently using the ping putter, and I love it. Yeah. Third question, also about your golf bag. Do you carry an extra wedge or an extra metal or an extra wood? Uh, uh, extra wood, okay. I do. Yeah. I think that's, that's pretty common. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, especially for unless... girls. Um, I think it's pretty common for us to carry an extra extra wood. Not to say I would use it very often, but um, as my coaches would say growing up, if I wasn't able to manipulate any of my wedges, then what the hell am I doing? Yeah. So I've been able to learn all shots around the greens. Yeah. And what's the extra um, wood or metal? I've got a 21 degree and a 19 degree hybrids. Yeah. I think I carry both. I don't carry a three wood anymore. Yeah. Um, I carry a three. Oh, well, I don't even think mine's a three wood. I think it's like a four wood, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Just starting to get up in the air a bit quicker. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I think that'll be a pretty common answer for most people, though. Hmm. Okay, when you're practicing, I think I know this answer because I think I saw it on Instagram, but I could be wrong. When you practice, is it range practice or get out and hit golf balls and play golf? When I'm practicing, it's definitely on the range. Definitely on the range. Yeah. Are you full set up? You got the, you know, alignment sticks are out. You got a camera going behind you. (sighs) No, I've got a club on the ground. Yep. I'm very humble in my practicing. I don't even. I don't think I even own a, an alignment stick. So just club okay. on the ground. Um, couple of swings. I'm very much a field player. I just got to get into a couple of shots, and I'm good. But like, I could say my practice facilities at King's are pretty good. So I do enjoy getting down to that chipping green. Yep. And, and the new um, short course, the furrows. The furrows. It's yep. great. Yep. Yeah. That'd be it good is for your short great. Time. Yeah, it takes like 30 minutes if you buy yourself. Just whip around. So after work, sometimes I go down there and just play a quick nine. Nice. All I need to do is take like a couple of clubs and a putter and I'm good. Yeah, I'd need more than that. But that's okay. You're much, <laughs> you're much more better than me. I actually played a short course not long ago down at 13th Beach. And all I knew was the short course, part three course. I'm like, okay, cool. So I took down... A carry bag and I took yeah. a half set. I thought, well, I don't need a driver. I don't need, I, just, I carried like odds or evens, whatever I carried. And it was one of the holes I got to. It was like 230 meters. I mean, oh, the longest really? club I had was like, it was like five, five iron. I'm like, well, I ain't getting there with a five iron. Oh, yeah, my it, was, goodness. it was a couple of longer holes. Um, you clearly needed a bit more lumber than I was carrying in my bag, but it was a good little course. So I would definitely go back play it. Yeah, bit of fun. That's yeah, a, I haven't played it. It does sound really good, though. Yeah, it was good. It was really good. Um, but I don't think many people play it. Like I think obviously when they go down, they want to play one of the big courses, but I just like trying yeah. a couple of different tracks here and there. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great fun. 
yeah, a little bit out of the way as well from the clubhouse. But yes. it's a great like that's, use of space. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, for people that don't know, so when you get to Thirteenth Beach, obviously you go right up to the clubhouse on the right hand side. If you're facing kind of the beach, is the um, creek course and the left side's a beach course but it's way back up the driveway as you said so it's mm-hmm. not close so you kind of go inside pay and then jump back in your car and drive sort of almost to the gate before mm. it's on your left hand side there um yeah just got a little pin code walk through the gate and take off there's nobody there right. it was perfect uh number five now this one's this one's a, a question for um for everyone but it, if i ask professional golfers it's probably a bit of a question they might actually have to weigh up. You can you're playing professional golf, and you and you're going to win one or the other. What would you prefer to win, the women's PGA, or the Australian Open? That's such a tough question. You can either be a major winner, or your national Open winner, but you can't have both. Oh, I think I'd have to go with the major. Yep. Is that really bad? Is that really? That's a pretty poor Australian comment right there. Jason Day would agree with you, which is why I thought of that question in the first place because he doesn't come back too often and he cops a lot of flack for it this week. I think probably the biggest thing he cops flack for is he's playing in Tigers event on the same week. But, yeah, he's obviously won a PGA Championship. Um, I'd want to win a big open. You didn't say that I couldn't win a big open. No, so you can go. still win a big. You can still win a big. Yeah. Okay. So give me your state open and then the PGA. Well, that's a good answer. That's kind of cheating, but that's fine. <laughs> um, this one's another timely one for the news this week or will be news this week if it hasn't been announced already. What with what are your thoughts around the distance debate? Are you happy with the ball being rolled back? Do you want there to be a, a bifurcation, so something for the pros and something for the AMs, or should they just leave it as is? Uh, that's a really hard question from the female side, I find, because yep. we're probably not dealing with that big of an issue. Yep. Like we've still that's got fair. golf course to to play with um they can keep pushing our tees back yeah. as far as they can go um i think from the guys perspective if we want the sandbelt i i think of it from the melbourne sandbelt perspective if we want to still remain relevant we we really do need the ball to be rolled back yeah um uh, yeah you can you can see it from the sandbelt side of it we're trying to push as many tees as we can back and the golf courses are still too short um, and, and they're setting up golf courses with greens to be running at 15 to 16 metres, like on the stem, yeah. that's just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I think if we've got any chance of remaining relevant in the world market of golf, I think, yeah, I think the rollback is going to be a good thing. Yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. I think it's funny when I read a lot of the commentary that comes up, especially on, you know, where you shouldn't ever go for facts, Twitter. Um mm. And you read these people giving the shits up and saying, oh, you know, you're penalizing everyone else for the top half a percent of golfers in the world. Mm. And I just don't think they understand because by rolling back the ball for everybody, it'll cost Rory 15 meters, right? Yeah, exactly. It will, it will cost me as a single figure golfer seven meters, right? Yep. Because I'm not hitting it anywhere near as far as him and I'm not middling anywhere near as much. And the mm. person who hits it 180 meters off the tee is probably costing them four meters. Like yeah. it's just so negligible. And people will always come back to, oh, you're penalizing the guy that doesn't hit it very far. No, but it's all proportionate. They will lose less distance because you're losing a percentage and it just doesn't work that way. Mm. It would just be very, 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 very interesting to see how it shakes out. I think there'll be a lot of very cranky people, but I do think it's the right thing to do, like you said. Yeah, I think so too. 
Okay. So they are the seven questions. Thank you for your time. I appreciate you didn't know any of those questions. So that makes makes it very difficult. Okay, thank you. Did you watch golf this week? I did watch a bit of golf this week, which is a bit rare for me. Yeah. I did watch a bit of the um the Aussie Open. I did watch a bit of the PGA. Yes. Oh, the PGA, yes. So last week was obviously a big week. I, I don't know how much I talked about it last week, but yeah, I was up there last week. Had a really, really good weekend. Um, As we were talking about beforehand, I really recommend anyone going up to watch it that can to do so. It's just a, just a really, really fun event. And if I didn't have my work Christmas party on this weekend, I would have gone up to Sydney for the for the Aussie Open as well because uh, it's just good when it's so close and easy to town and easy to get to and from the courses and you've got some some world-class players there. Um, we are recording this on Sunday night, so Joaquin Neiman has literally just won in the last half an hour. Uh, we were both sort of watching the second playoff hole to see if he could finally um, put Hoshino away, which he did. Um I thought he sort of came out of nowhere, like I think we talked about. Adam Scott looked like he was going to run away with it for a long time there when we were watching before. Yeah, he did. Adam was up there. Um, me and Wu was up there. And yeah. Commonwealth's Lucas Herbert was also up there as well. I was getting was. very, very excited. He is coming to Commonwealth on Friday. So I was banking and hoping that he was going to be able to get up and win um, to excite all of our members on Friday. But, um, yeah, then it all just capitulated. It did in about five seconds. Uh, Herbie made a triple and Adam Scott made the triple. Uh, Scott on the seventh because he started on the back nine. And um, as you sort of come back towards the clubhouse there, you got the, the driving range on your left. Hit his worst shot of the day uh, up against the driving range fence. But the ball was about three centimetres, five centimetres OB um, because the line of the line of out of bounds started on the pole and he was inside the pole. So that was the wrong side of it, I should say. Uh, so he ended up making triple and, and cost himself. I mean, he's, he finished at 11. So without that triple, well, he was already on 14s, which is what the playoff number was. So he would have been um, kicking himself, I think, with the one bad swing he made on that on that back nine. Yeah, back definitely. Nine. Um, Hashino played amazing golf two weeks in a row. He was obviously right in the mix last week with Minwoo. Um, was tied with him, I think, through three holes in the final round. So he's had amazing two weeks here. Um, Minwoo, another good week, finishing third. Um, Grant Forrest made a made a really um, solid start. Was right up there. I think he was a low score on the Aussie on round one, um, which was impressive. He does tend to do that a little bit, Grant Forrest. The other person who had a really good round one was uh, Cameron Davis. So Cameron Davis was leading the event after round one, and conveniently he was in our picks last week. So if you could, did get the email, uh, he was at top pick to shoot the low score on the Lakes course, and I think he paid about eleven or twelve dollars. So that, hopefully someone put some money on that. Um, like you said, Lucas Herbert had a good week. Um, Adrian Moronk sort of plugged the round. Julian Suri, who was kind of just finding a bit of form again after a bit of time in the wilderness. Um, another one was Alex Fitzpatrick was kind of there all weekend. Finished a little bit poorly in the end. Mm. There's only one thing that Alex did that I didn't like, and I get why he did it. On the 18th hole, he closed a bit poorly. I think he had three bogeys on his back nine. He's just putted out on the 72nd hole. He got his ball and threw it in the lake. And I thought I that. some kid would kill themselves for that golf ball. You saw that yeah. as well. I didn't like it. I didn't yeah. I didn't like the attitude that he gave. Um the slap of the putter as well. Yeah. I was like, come on, man. Come on. He's a different cat. One thing I did notice about him last week, which I didn't talk about, was when he walked off the seventy second hole. Um and I really like Alex. He's impressed me massively since he's since he's got his card on the European tour, obviously winning on the challenge tour as well. Um, the first thing he did, which I never see professional golfers do, is he pulled his shirt out. He's, he just untucked his shirt like he was oh. just going to the pub. And I was like, oh, you don't, you don't often see that. He just was much more comfortable looking a bit 
Daggy was. I was like, oh, there you go, Alex Fitzpatrick. Getting into James Lisa did that at um at Royal Queensland, and probably not the Australian. <laughs> I think if he was at the Australian and did that, he'd be told to put his shirt in tuck, straight tuck away. Tuck your shirt back in, buddy. Yeah, it was. It was just funny. It was like something that you see a, I don't know, fifteen year old kid do when they leave school for the day. It was just a bit funny, anyway. Um, but he had a really, really good week. He did have a really good week, and um, you know, seventy four in the final round. He, I can get why he's a bit flat, but. Um, he'll learn from that. He'll 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 keep playing good golf, which is good to see. Mm. And that was the men's event, the women's event, back to back winner Ashley Buhai. Um, she's she was came. I oh, didn't come from the clouds, but third round sixty seven sort of put her right in the mix. Um, loves but, Australia, oh, just loves it. I think that that um, talked about it last week. I think the grass types and the vibe from Australia and South Africa are just that really nice balance. I think it just yeah. Like, she got family ties here as well, which I think always helps. Yeah. Um, probably coming back into Australia, she she's able to to catch up with family and friends, um, which is a big thing for her. Um, and it's the end of the season, she's probably thinking it's a bit more relaxing. I'm not far from home. Yep. Um, get to go back to South Africa soon, and yeah, just play hard out for the last round of golf, and she just loves it. Yeah, and she's got back to back Aussie Open titles, which is no mean feat. Um, 75 today. She did leak a bit of oil down the stretch. Minji Lee looked like she was going to run her down. So Minji finished at eight. Uh, Ashley Buhai was at nine. And then it was a bit of a step back to the two Koreans, Jenny Shin and G.I. Shin, who was in, you know, she was leading for a long, long way. She looked like she might run away with it as well. Hannah Green, just rock solid T5. And then the three picks that we had in the tipping, we didn't go anywhere near the favorites. Uh, Steph Kiriaku, Gracie Kim and Gabby Ruffles um, all finished top 10 as well, which was, you know, okay results. I mean, the great results for them, okay results for my my tipping, I should say. Um, did you do you like get to watch much of the women's golf? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, it was funny. Someone at the at King said to me yesterday, said, "Who, who are the people that you know really well?" And I said, "Pretty much all the people that are in the top ten. They're yeah. the ones that I grew up with, so yeah. I know their games pretty well." Um, yeah, I think you, you look at Hannah Green, you look at Minji's results this week. It's pretty amazing that they've done so well, considering they probably had extremely late nights this week with media appearances, yeah. making sure that they're there for their kids, um, junior and women's golf. They've probably done over and beyond what they were supposed to do, knowing yeah. that there's two people. Um, yeah, it's a pretty mean effort for them to to come out and kill it. I agree. I couldn't agree more. I think it's, um, you know, we talk about the burden someone like Cam Smith carries when he comes back and those guys, but... Yeah, Minji Lee and Hannah Green, they're posted on everything. They're the ones that people want to see. And, yeah, it's not just about the young guys that are there to watch the golf. There's a lot of young girls there that just can't wait to get in front of either of those two and get them to sign a hat or the ball or something like that. And it's just as much work. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, it's it's just um, I really appreciate those guys coming back and they, and they always seem to. You know, like last year, obviously, I think I'm pretty sure both were here last year for the Aussie Open. I know Minji definitely was. Yeah. Hannah Green seems to come back all the time. Um, it's just really, really good. And I love one of the reasons why I picked the three, the three girls that I did was because I just love their game. Like Steph Kiraku, Grace Kim, Gabby Ruffles, Stephanie Bunky. Like I could watch those guys play golf all the time. Like they just got they just got personality and they're just great golfers. I just love I could watch it all day. Um, mm. it's really, really good. And, and you know, we always pick on Patrick Cantley, but he doesn't have any jazz at all. Like he's just boring. Like he's a great golfer, but he's boring. Whereas these guys have got personality. Like it's just so so much more fun to watch. Yeah, they've got a lot to give. They do. They do. 
Um, the other event that's on this week is not finished yet. Um, it is looking like it's going to be finished. So it's a big event over a well, big event. It's Tiger's event uh, in the Bahamas. Uh, Scotty Scheffler's leading at 16 under through three rounds. One round to go tomorrow morning. Uh, Matty Fitz back at 13 under. It looks like Scotty will win. Jason Day's having a good event. He's 10 under. Um, look, it's a hit and giggle. People asked me to put tips up for this event. And I just said, no, that's okay. Uh, these guys are just on holidays. They're getting paid a truckload of cash to sit in the Bahamas and enjoy their off-season. Gosh, I can't believe how much they're getting paid this week. It's impressive, to put it that way. Um, <laughs> it's not only like the amount of money Christmas that they're paid for. are paid for. That's all I miss. Exactly. But not even the money they're paying for. Like they, these, got, There's no way that they're not being put up at hotels and everything else. No, like they're just not. turning up like to go and have fun. Like I, I get why um, it's very hard for someone like Jason Day to get, not go and do this because how, 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 how could you not do it? It's... It's too easy. It's easy money. Um, and this week in golf, I'm going, we're going to go through two to start with. Uh, the first one is an event that you didn't even know what it was, and quite rightly because this is the first year that it's on, which is the Grant Thornton Invitational. Uh, it's a pairs event, so you've got 16 pairs. It's one from the PGA Tour and one from the LPGA Tour. It's a three-day event. Um, it's, it's going to be a bit different. So the first round is a scramble. Um, so every player hits a tee shot, team then picks the best ball, and then it's um go from there. Second day is alt shot, which is, you know, normal. And then the last day is modified four ball, which I found a bit interesting. So both players tee off, then they switch balls for their sec and oh. then go from there. So um, yeah, as an example, some of the teams. So um Madeline Sagstrom is playing with Ludwig Aberg, so he'll oh, cute. It's fun. Out of out of sight, and then she'll walk up to his ball and he'll go to her ball. So it's, it's great. I think I'm really interested in seeing that. Uh, some of the other teams I'll quickly run through. So Alison Corpus is playing with Cameron Champ. Brooke Henderson's playing with Corey Connors. Lilia Vu is playing with Joel Damon. Lydia Co with Jason Day. Celine Boutier with Harris English. Nelly Cordart with Tony Finau. Lexi Thompson with Ricky Fowler. Le Leona Maguire with Lucas Glover. Mel Reed with Russell Henley. Cheyenne Knight with Tom Hoagie. Andrea Lee is playing with Billy Horschel. Megan Kang with Danny McCarthy, Charlie Hull with Justin Rose. Ronyong Kim is playing with Nick Taylor and Rose Zhang is playing with Sahith Tagala, which I think will be the fan favorite because everyone loves Rose and everyone loves Sahith. So he'll probably get a few picks this week. So be an interesting watch. I certainly won't be putting any money on it. Um, I'm sort of more interested what to see how that goes. That's, that's the thing. That's the thing. So this will be the, well, I will be doing one more podcast this year, but this will literally be the last one where we're talking about golf um, like mm -hmm. this. So I'm going to do another one next week. It'll just be literally a year in review. It'll be a real quick one. Um, and then it'll be time to have a holiday, which will be delightful. Just know, as much as I love doing this for anyone who's listening, it'll really be nice to just not have a, a Sunday or Monday or a Tuesday where I've got to, you know, stay sober and not just get drunk in the middle of December and during the week after a tough day's work. So those days are gone, which is, um, you know, good and bad. Um, now, there is one more event this week. It is in Melbourne. Well, it's not in Melbourne. It's in Victoria. It's the Cathedral Invitational. It's the um, only event this week on the PGA or the Challenge PGA Tour of Australia. Um, it's the, I want to say the second year Cathedral's run yep. the event. Yeah. So um, second event, I should know that. Nick Flanagan did win last year. Um, it was a bit of a breakout from him from being a little away from it a little little while. I'm not really Yeah, he's the sound champ coming back. Yeah. It's, a uh, you know went into the wilderness and then came back and won this. So that would have been good. So the purse they're playing for is $300,000. There are some big names out there. Uh, 
Cameron Smith is playing. Adam Scott is playing. Um, so there are some big names. There are they are men and women playing against each other on the same day. It is a two day event. Uh, it is being played over Tuesday and Wednesday this week. So if you are um, any chance to go out there, you can only go Wednesday. You can't go Tuesday. Tuesday is members only for Cathedral members. Uh, maybe some guests of theirs, but if you do want to go out Wednesday, I'm sure they've still got tickets available. And I did see Cathedral pumping out some advertising around buses, uh, coaches that will take you up and back in a day because it is a couple of hours out of Melbourne. Um, so if you are going to go out there, enjoy the golf, have some refreshments and you don't want to drive, um, probably the best way to do is, is go on one of the coaches. Um, I'm not going to run through the whole field, but I did give you 45 seconds to pick somebody. <laughs> And we are going to play Mike versus the mug, and you are going to be the mug again. Now, you took my money last time. Mm. I, have, I, have, I have a feeling <laughs> you're going to take my money again as well, to be honest. But that's okay. It's all for a good charity. It's going to be for challenge. Um, and just for you, and because it's a big week, I'm going to make it $100 if you beat me this week, not 50 bucks. Bring so the pressure's on. on you, okay? Bring it on. So we're going to go head-to-head, mono in mono. So you can have one player. You can pick. Adam Scott, Cam Smith, you can pick whoever you like. Don't care. Um, anybody you like. So, who do you want? Greg Norman built golf course. Yes. I'm gonna build. I'm gonna pick the Queenslander. Yep. The one and only Adam Scott. Adam Scott. See, I Just always think of Adam is? Scott as from Adelaide. No, he's from Queensland. I, I know he's from Queensland, but I feel like he was born in Adelaide. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe my, something in my brain's completely wrong, which is no, not the first time. Adam Scott, match pick. made in heaven. He's going to win. <sighs> it's a pretty good pick. Um, I'm going to give you a fighting chance because, you know, I just clearly have too much money. Uh, I'm going to take Matt Jaeger. Matt Jaeger plays out there. Um, Director friend, of golf. That's a very good call. He plays there a bit. Yep. It was either him. So the, the, the only two, so a friend of mine, Scott McGregor, is works in the marketing team out there. Where he's head of the marketing team out there, and um, we were chatting a little, little while ago, and he said um, talking about him, and I think it's DJ Loipo might play it there a little bit as well. A little bit, yeah. So yeah, it was one of, one of those two. So I'm going to go with Matt. So Matt's going to be my pick. So Matt v Adam Scott uh, for a hundred bucks to charity. You comfortable with that? Yeah. You don't have to do anything. So you just got to literally watch. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm I'm comfy. I'm comfy. You're comfy, but on Wednesday night, you'll probably message me saying, let me know when that money's been deposited in the Challenge Bank account. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be putting my $100 back into charity. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, That's it, mate. I, I really, really appreciate your time. Thank you very, very much. It was a quick episode this week, but it's that time of year where there's not, not a lot going on. Um, I will say when you win five in a row, I'll get you back on, but I definitely want to have you on between now and then as well. Um, so whenever you find something you want to talk about, you just need to let me know and we'll do it all again. Yeah, my pleasure. And do you do you do you have a social media account you want people to follow? Do you want <laughs> not that you know, let's be clear. Do we don't have thousands of followers. People, I have a few fans. Yes. Uh, it's Miss Olivia Klein. Miss Olivia Instagram Klein yeah. Instagram. Cool. And they'll be able to keep up with you, all your golf, all your stuff. Pretty much all sandbelt content, as I yes. usually usually say. All right, so listeners, if you want to like not feel bad for Liv playing in great events and hanging out in the sandbelt all the time and playing exceptional golf, that is the person to follow, Miss Olivia Klein on Instagram. Liv, thank you so much again. Really appreciate it. No problem at all. Thank you.